You're listening to a classic business podcast as heard on Classic 1027. 1027. Well, I believe we've got you back now. Peter Armitage, CEO of Anchor Capital, how are you doing? Hello, Michael. Very good, thank you. Excellent, excellent. You delivered a very interesting presentation uh, at an investment webinar today about becoming a global investment citizen. And I think the bottom line for so many South African investors is that the buy and hold strategy in South Africa is broken. Yeah, Michael, we're, not, uh, we're actually moderately positive on SA equities over the course of the next 12 months. Remembering that only about 40% of it is the SA economy. Um, you know, the biggest drivers are really the resource sector, which is a global phenomenon, and there's a lot of global infrastructure spend coming through. And NASPAS is 20 25% of our market, which is now trading at a ridiculous discount. So we, um, you know, we think you'll get reasonable returns out of SA, but that shouldn't uh, take your eye away from the fact that SA is 1% of the world, and for people who've got investable assets, being, being a global investment citizen is, is paramount. And, um, you know, I think the other thing that people forget, it's not just about the RAND and just about the SA market. Global markets, which is now 35 40% tech, uh, offer you opportunities to, you know, offer you growth opportunities that just simply aren't available in South Africa. So, you know, there, there, there's a big difference between the short-term and the long-term view. Um, short-term, we're not on a mad rush. In addition, you can get... You know, nine percent return in rands out of out of SA bonds, where we think the risk is fairly low. So it's not a bad place to to pass money, have a bit of exposure to SA, and um, but gradually, if one takes a three to five year view, building a global investment portfolios becomes increasingly important. Yeah, I see you projecting a 12-month return of 11.3% for SA equities and a 12-month of 5% in US dollars uh, for global equities. Peter, wait right there. We just have to uh, break for the news of Ann Williams. And when we return, uh, I'd like you to pick out uh, some of your hot themes in that global universe. This is Classic Business with Michael Avery on Classic 1027 in Johannesburg and Fine Music Radio in Cape Town. Well, welcome back to the show. Peter Armitage, CEO of Anchor Capital on the line. Uh, they've got one of the best tech funds in the country. And Peter, there is no alternative in this environment. It is all about tech. Uh, what do you like in the offshore tech world at the moment, uh, if we look over a 12 to 18 month period? So, Michael, the, um, the, the situation that people need to understand is that the big tech companies, there's this phenomenon called the network effect. But the bigger they get, the more powerful they become. And they have a, the ability to leverage off that in, 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 in different ways. So, you know, you're finding companies with 400, 450, 500 million customers or users. And the ability to add one more product or service to that increases uh, profit, you know, dramatically. So you've got a situation where the top 10 companies in the world, about eight or tech companies, and those companies have got turnover growth rates of around 10, 15%, some of them up to 20%. So normally in the world, the bigger the company, the bigger a company gets, the lower it can grow by because of the normal law of diminishing returns. But in tech, you're actually finding in the US market, the biggest companies are growing the fastest, which is a phenomenon I'm not sure you've really seen over time. So we like an exposure to those bigger companies, but at the same time, you know, you might as well buy an index. Well, uh, you know, to get exposure to them. What's especially exciting is the smaller players who we think can become the bigger players and having some exposure to those. 
So, you know, in, in our tech fund, which I think has done about 50, 55% over the last 12 months, um, companies like Metwang, Daiping, um, Spotify, we think is very interesting. You know, it's got a market cap of $50 billion. Netflix is sitting at about 250. <coughs> you know, we, we think there's no reason why Spotify and Titan, with 300 million users, um, couldn't be worth the multiple of where it is today. In the education space, which we think might well be the next place it gets disrupted, you know, we could talk about that for a long time. There's a company called Check. Um, so, you know, finding those things which, so the Apples and the Facebooks, we, we really like Facebook, and we think it can leverage off a new kind of commerce, what we call social commerce. So the, the big companies, we think, can still grow at a, at a reasonable rate. But, uh, you know, you want to have a smattering of the smaller ones, which we've researched well and we think have the potential to, you know, kind of still have that exponential growth. Well, that will become the, the next Tencent that is still doing so well uh, for Naspace. I know there's a lot of grumbling in the market. You mentioned Naspace earlier and that uh, staggering discount, uh, which really hasn't closed since that uh, largely failed uh, listing of, of process. And what they're going to do to close that discount uh, is, is anyone's guess. What do you make of, just on that point, uh, the management team uh, over at uh, Naspace? They, they're pursuing uh, new um, uh, growth uh, strategies through food delivery and, uh, and and other areas that just don't seem to be uh, just yet um, showing the, the, the requisite returns. Yeah, funnily enough, Michael, if, you know, they're actually in all the right um, growth sectors in the world. And if their non-tensive business was listed separately, I actually think it would have done extremely well. Um, the, the, the fact is, Investors don't like the structure. Um, they're grumpy with uh, with the fact that management won't take the actions to unlock the discount. And as a result, you're seeing you know, Tencent is up 58% this year, and Nasdaq in Rand is up uh, 33%. So if it had matched Tencent from a Rand perspective, it would be up 75%. So it's getting worse and worse. The discount to the theoretical value is now 56%. So, you know, while, while um, the market is frustrated, it's got to a point that we think it's a bit of a no-brainer. I think, you know, firstly, you have to take a view on 10 cents, and we think in still growth earnings at 15, 20% compound in dollars for quite some time. And you're getting access to that at, 50, you know, at, at 44 rand in, in 40, 44% of, uh, uh, you know, a $1 price. Yeah, of what the true value is. Um, it does seem to be a, a no-brainer and just uh, sit and, and and ride the market out. And we were seeing a lot of discounts in uh, investment holding companies. That's a conversation for another day as well. Uh, staying uh, staying offshore, uh, we've had uh, a bit of a mixed bag in the, the start of the third quarter earnings season for the U.S. banks. Uh, which amongst the big U.S. banks do you like? So, so we think that's where some of the opportunity is. So if you look from before COVID to now, tech companies are on average up 25-30%. The average kind of industrial American business is probably, you know, minus 5 to plus 5. But in the financial sector, you've still got massive discounts. So one we particularly like is J.P. Morgan. It started there at $140. It's now sitting at $100. So you're buying it at a significant discount to where it was, and it wasn't that expensive. And... The way that we look, you know, the way that I talk to our analysts back at the office is find those companies 
that can be the same business in 2021 that, that, than they were in 2019 at, at a significant discount. So I think JP Morgan fits into that category. We think it's the best U.S. bank. Um, it gets a 17% return on equity over time. So, you know, we like to find the growth businesses and with sustained compound growth. Um, but that doesn't mean we don't want to find good quality value situations where you think there's a catalyst for that to unwind. Peter Armitage, CEO of Anchor Capital, just with a selection of some of their key themes as we look out over the next 18 months.